You are listening to the Evolve Your Intimacy podcast with Dr. Stephanie, where it is my goal to educate, enlighten, and evolve your intimacy. You can find me at evolveyourintimacy.com to learn more about counseling, self-study courses, sex, and the retreats that we have to offer. This show contains discussions about relationships, intimacy, and sex, and is meant for those who are 18 years and older. Now, sit back, relax, listen up, and get ready to evolve your intimacy. Do you know all the pleasurable spots on your body? Do you know what sensations, what touches, what pressure points bring you sexual pleasure? Today, we are talking with author Tara Galliano about how sex can be a form of healing and looking at the processing that needs to take place to heal sexual dysfunction, to find that pleasure again. Author Terry Galliano is a certified sex therapist who has worked with women and couples for over two decades to get their sexy back. She knows that there's pleasure in the body beyond our wildest dreams and everyone can access it. In her book, Rediscovering My Body, Tara teaches us how to show up for pleasure. Through reconnecting with her body, Tara was able to understand what was right and pleasurable for her and how to proceed from this wisdom, and most importantly, how to teach these valuable lessons to others so that you can transform their sex lives and reclaim their sexuality. Tara offers unique couples retreats and ceremonial sensual journeys that opens the door to new experiences and communication with oneself and their partners. I can't wait to bring her on and let's talk to her about that. Uh, but first, let's take a quick commercial break and then we'll come back with Tara Galliano about rediscovering your body. Ladies, are you ready to take your intimacy to the next level? And gentlemen, do you want to add more tools to your sexual repertoire? Head over to our website, evolveyourintimacy.com to learn more about intimacy, relationships, and sex counseling. And if you enjoy our content and our guests, we would love to have you help us grow. Go to our website, evolveyourintimacy.com to follow, like, and subscribe to all of our social media accounts. Now, let's get back to the show. And we are back. And this is the Evolve Your Intimacy podcast. And I'm Stephanie from Evolve Your Intimacy. And today we're talking with Tara Galliano about transforming your life and reclaiming your sexuality. Tara, thank you for joining us. Tara, I'm very interested. How did this beautiful journey of self-discovery begin for you? Like, how did you get started in this field? Where did that come from? Yeah, so this journey began um, probably a couple of decades ago, and I traveled across country to attend school at Naropa University, which is a Buddhist-inspired institution of education and I studied and got my master's degree in psychology and in the process I received no education on human sexuality I, I received no classes on human sexuality in a graduate program and so it kind of mind-boggling but it was the truth but there was a lot of emphasis on mindfulness which I loved as a contemplative education and so everything was kind of from the neck up mm -hmm. um, and not so much about the body and yet when I graduated and started private practice, everybody wanted to talk about sex, their relationships, their sexual preferences, their sexual identity. And I had only my personal experience and not my professional education to back me up. And I felt really honored that people would feel that comfortable to be vulnerable with me and to share what it is that they wanted to share. So I knew I needed to get up to speed. So I became a sexologist and then certified as a sex therapist. And that's kind of the professional part of the journey. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, then there's the personal piece where I went through divorce. I was married mm -hmm. for 25 years, and I thought everything was fine, right? Because everything yeah. seemed to be fine. And until it wasn't, and, and just all of the deception, all of the things that I didn't know just came to the surface. And um, I'm certified as a sex therapist, and my former husband would say that he was a sex addict. And so kind of like two different worlds, yeah. and, you know, and yet, I mean, and yet the same, right? And mm -hmm. so and then I'm, I'm hooked in because I'm thinking, I, I work with this all the time. This is my field of expertise, if you will, and I, I got this. And in reality, I didn't have this because most of what I knew 
was actually academic. And then what I needed to dive into was really the depths of my own being mm-hmm. and my own truth and really be in the process of rediscovering my body, rediscovering my pleasure, um, kind of dismantling the academic conceptual understanding of sex and sexuality and really begin to embody in a way that I had no idea. Like, I just had no idea. I was married for 25 years. I was pretty much with the same man for most of that mm-hmm. time. And just that was it. So pretty vanilla and pretty comfortable. That's what I would say. <laughs> well, yeah, 25 years and then coming back into the world of dating and back into the world of just finding friends and mates and partners. How was that journey for you? Uh, it was an adventure, right? It's been an adventure. In you know, the truth of the matter is, is that when I would feel into my life in Colorado, my former life, and I would imagine the rest of my life there, my kids were grown, and I was just going to grow old with my former husband. Mm-hmm. I felt like, oh boy, this is kind of boring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is terrible. This is what I signed up for. <laughs> <laughs> right. I get it. And now that that's all behind me, I recognize, wow, I'm so glad I put that behind me. Right? (laughs) Life's an adventure. It really is. And I'm learning to find that again. And I'm loving every minute of it. I I don't even, you're such a fun person to to research and to look into. And there's just a little bit of everything everywhere. You have expertise all over. Um, I really want to kind of hone in a little bit about you know, you've stated that understanding the wisdom of your body is vital in keeping yourself mentally fit and physically fit. What do you mean? What What do you mean by understanding the wisdom of your body? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I just come back to this basic knowledge every day, as many times during the day as I can. Is that oftentimes we are taught from the moment that we leave the womb that we're needing to reference somebody other than ourselves. Our parents need to guide us. Educational institution needs to guide us. Somebody knows better than we do. And we learn very little about our own sense of wisdom and trusting that. And I feel like there is such a disservice in that. Um, And particularly for women, Mm -hmm. particularly I identify as a woman of color, particularly as a woman of color, I feel like there's such um, goodness uh, I would say an oppressive factor or force in this world that denies us of our own sovereignty, of our own ability to be with ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, And the deepest way to be that, that I know, is really to be in the body and to be in the still quietness of that or the dynamic fullness of that. And that, that is a vast experience. And I don't necessarily mean by being sexual with another person, although that can happen. Mm -hmm. But it really is this profound experience of being with oneself that we don't in this externally referenced world in which we live, where we're always on an iPhone, we're always on some electronic device, we're always doing something with somebody else or being with somebody else to, I mean, feel like there's such a performative paradigm that we need to perform, especially Mm -hmm. when it comes to that sexual realm. And to know that stillness within ourselves for ourselves is, I would say, the greatest value and power that we have in this world. I absolutely agree. I was thinking about that last night. I was sitting next to my my 16-year-old daughter, and we were supposed to be watching TV, but we were both of us on our phones watching TV, not talking to each other. And I was like, when did this evolve into this? When did it evolve into this, we're spending, quote-unquote, time together, but we're not even talking or paying attention to each other. And then that I've really started thinking about the mindfulness of that and how, what are we teaching society? What are we teaching our children? Because what I see on all the media and all, you know, social media commercials, movies, it's all about the, the, the family or your partner, or it's all about you being with somebody at all times. And, they never really teach us how to be happy with ourselves. And so there's so many people that can't go to dinner by themselves, can't go to the movies by themselves. They're so, they're so have such anxiety, maybe they're insecurities. And you talk about how to begin to achieve happiness without the input of others and walk us through what that might look like. 
But I'd say for me, it began, it began early. I was kind of a strange bird. And mm-hmm. so I grew up in New York City and had a lot of wonderful experiences. Um, but I, I wasn't really drawn to that kind of life. And mm-hmm. so I left. I went to Yellow Springs, Ohio and studied at Antioch College, where I met some friends who said, you're totally out of whack and you need to learn how to meditate. And so I thought, okay, they're friends and they mm-hmm. do well and I'm going to try this. And so as a teenager... I began to meditate, and I would say that that contemplative practice has helped me enormously in all of my life, um, and that it's a touchstone. And so it does allow me to have a better sense of cultivating this independent awareness within myself, and so I have a sense of mindfulness, but the deeper sense of that is to actually be in the body. Because so much, I mean, we live in a Cartesian society where it's a think, therefore I am, and again, it's from the neck up. Mm-hmm. And so we get accolades for the thoughts that we create or the things that we produce. And that's true. And there's a deeper layer of just being that is of such powerful value. And so, I, I mean, I live this. I live in the magical forest. I just moved to 24 acres of madrones and redwoods and Douglas oh, wow. firs. And so, yeah, I live in Northern California and I moved there uh, out of the city, out of New York City a long time ago, many eons ago. Um, but I, I, I know now the connection to myself and how that actually is a deeper connection to the earth. Um, and so this is kind of what I teach people in my psychotherapy practice because, and in my coaching practice because I believe that we've forgotten this and that, yeah, when we're watching TV and we're on our cell phone and we're sitting next to another human, this is our quality time together, that's an extreme you know, disconnection. And it's also really common. It's mm-hmm. like how many times a day, how many times a week do we have that experience? And Again, there's nothing wrong with that, right? It is what it is that we do and that there's probably something different that we can choose and that when it becomes a choice and not the default, that this is how we spend time together, that's what I want people to begin to question and to begin to reach for things that are different than that and maybe even more or better or more fulfilling or more satisfying in terms of their emotional intimacy with themselves and with others. You, you speak of emotional intimacy, and I, I love that phrase, emotional intimacy. I was, you know, I work with all sorts of wonderful individuals, and we have all sorts of different mental standings. I have ADHD, PTSD, all the elemental QPs. And when I was speaking with a client earlier this morning about mindfulness and they asked me they were like well how are you mindful and I was thinking oh lord I'm never my my mind never stops and so I want to ask how can we begin to become mindful and in our body and present so we can be more sexually present when our brains never stop I know it's a fascinating process that our, you know our brains do they never stop they always seem to be going they always seem to be generating another thought and the opportunity is not necessarily to stop the thoughts, but to become more aware of them. Um, These are the thoughts that emerge in my mind. I'm becoming friendly with them. I Mm -hmm. recognize them. I see the patterns of them. Um, And some of them support my well-being and some of them don't. Mm -hmm. I think a a lot of people that struggle with mood disorders have thought patterns that are actually pretty impressive to themselves and they constrict their fullness of being. Mm-hmm. Um, and so working with those and recognizing which ones are helpful and which ones are restrictive are, is a powerful process. And, and again, coming back to this idea of cultivating this independent awareness within ourselves, cultivating this witness that begins to emerge and sees, oh, okay, mm-hmm. that these thoughts arise. And we're not actually the thoughts. And the crazy thing is we're not actually the emotions that arise as well, that those things, they come and they go and that they're temporal and that we actually get to then to explore, like, who are we and who are we beyond the emotions, beyond the thoughts? Um, that's pretty existential and pretty profound, mm-hmm. um, but it's a powerful process. And I, I began this again as a teenager, and I remember sitting in the Zendo and San Francisco at the San Francisco um, Zen Center and learning meditation. And it was the most difficult thing that I think that I'd ever done in my whole entire life. And maybe even since then, I, it's very, comes up 
close to the top when okay. I review my life. It was really difficult because I had all of these jumbled thoughts and dramas and connections to other people that I just wanted to perseverate and think about and go over and really connect to I was right to this righteousness within me and this total arrogance and really like, mm-hmm. um, and then recognizing, oh, okay, um, not any time immediately, really. It was probably decades later that, okay, that was a process. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not easy. So where do you begin? I love that. Huh? So we got to begin where we're at, right? And, and it's so critical that we're gentle with ourselves. Not that we're gentle and we like are fluffy and dismiss it, but we're gentle and we're not necessarily self-aggressive, like we're aggressive with other things that we should be doing, mm-hmm. but that we're gentle. And also, it's kind of the, the, the paradox, um, ruthless with ourselves and like, and really cunning because we're tricky, right? We, yeah. We do tricky things with our mind, but the commitment to be ruthless of like, I, I know you and I see you and I'm going to allow you to, um, I would say, have this experience, but also at the same time cultivate this other way of being in the world, that there's a way that we can actually be within ourselves that creates great peace and equanimity that then can actually spark more pleasure in our lives because we're not so attached to the outcome. We're not so attached to our thoughts. We're not so attached to the emotions. And we can actually begin to feel, I would say, more of a free flow of um, ecstasy or life force within our body. And that's a step from mindfulness to bodyfulness of being in the body or, or some level of embodiment that most of us just don't live in because we're so focused in the We're very cerebral beings these days. I cannot agree more. I was just on a a beautiful cruise with um, three, probably three thousand lifestyle individuals, and the number one question. And I teach all these classes and all this fun stuff. And the number one question I kept getting is, "How do I get out of my head? How do I get out of my head and actually enjoy this?" And you know, we would try different things, like as they were being pleasured, you know, if they, I could tell that they were getting in their head, maybe I would like grab their big toe and I'm like, Hey, get out of that, you know, focus on the, on the moment, stay in the moment. And, but that's the hardest thing to do is to get out of our head and be in the moment to enjoy the pleasure that's being given to us or giving to others. And so when people ask me that, you know, it always, I always take pause because I have to stop because that causes me to be in my body and my mind and think, well, what, do, what would I do right now? And so what, when you have clients and you're, you're, they're telling you like during play, cause I, you know, in the alternative lifestyle we play and during play, we have, you know, we get in our head and we start overthinking or we, we just can't enjoy the moment. What are some other helpful tips to help them be present? I love that. That's a great question. So I, I like this grabbing the big toe because that's a great one. Yeah. <laughs> There's something really powerful about coming back to the feet. Yeah. It's like that's how we ground. That's how we touch the earth. So, yeah, I love that. Uh, and then another one that I really appreciate, and this has been really helpful for me, um, is that oftentimes I find that I'm in the front of my body and I'm leaning forward. I'm kind of leaning in. I'm, I'm engaged in um, the, the vagus nerve, the central um, nervous system, and the, it's activated. And so I'm kind of, I'm leaning in and I'm actually not leaning back. And so this can go with all sorts of things, whether I'm working or playing or sexual or not, but it's this activation of this front of my body that I'm going to will something to happen. And the opportunity is to come into actually my back body and feel my breath in my back body and know that I'm going to sweetly surrender and really receive what it is that is happening in the moment that I'm experiencing in the moment. And when I bring my attention to the back of my body and actually can feel my breath coming into the back of my body, not just in my chest, not just in my belly, mm-hmm. and not just in the front, but in the back, it is a powerful shift for me of awareness and of energetic sensations um, so I really invite people to have more experience in their back body because oftentimes we're just not aware of the sensations of our back. 
Uh, maybe if somebody's giving us a massage. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But if we're upright or we're vertical, oftentimes that ability to sense into the back becomes limited. I like how you said leaning forward because I, when you said that, I was like, whoa, I am leaning forward. And, you know, it, you don't ever really sit back and relax because we're always leaning into what's coming next. What, and I, that's the number one thing that I tell people is to quit expecting or trying to predict what's going to happen next and just enjoy. So, okay, we need to take a quick commercial break to hear, hear from our sponsors, and then we're going to come back, and I want to explore how to tune back into our bodies and how that will help amplify and help push that into the world. And so um, we'll be right back with Tara, and uh, yeah, I'm so excited. Stay tuned. Are you in an ethical non-monogamous relationship and enjoy giving oral sex? When you go to your doctor and receive a comprehensive STD test, do you get your throat swabbed? Did you know that you can get gonorrhea and chlamydia in your throat? And those bacterial infections can spread quickly and are often asymptomatic when in the throat. I'm excited to partner with Shameless Care, a lifestyle healthcare company that understands our specific needs. They understand how people connect and play and can get you with doctors who understand as well. There are no telehealth companies that allow for inexpensive throat swab tests for gonorrhea and chlamydia, even though most people in our lifestyle don't use protection when we have and give oral sex. Shameless Care offers all testing that is relevant to our lifestyle when you need it and at affordable prices. So go to shamelesscare.com and subscribe to receive your customized STD test directly to your door. Your test arrives in discreet packaging and comes with a prepaid label for easy return. You can receive your results by text message or by logging in to their HIPAA compliant patient portal. Use promo code EYI at checkout to receive $30 off your first order. Subscribe today and receive your discreet test delivered directly to your door every three months to ensure your sexual health is always ready for those exciting lifestyle experiences. Again, go to shamelesscare.com, use the promo code EYI at checkout and receive your $30 off your first order. Your sexual health matters and shameless care understands the importance of making sure you are safe. And we are back. This is the Evolve Your Intimacy podcast, and I'm Stephanie from Evolve Your Intimacy. And I'm here with author Tara Galliano about the steps we can take to tune back into our bodies and amplify that positivity into the world. Now, Tara, you work with women who you help them embrace their sensual selves, their sensual pleasure after their bodies have betrayed them. Now, the bodies can betray us in many ways, cancer, PCOS, whatever, whatever your body has, has betrayed you. And you teach them to do that through body mapping. What is body mapping and how can this process help us tune into our sexual selves? Oh, I love this. Yeah. So I developed body mapping uh, through the process of working with women who had a cancer diagnosis. And so I had a good friend, a, co- a good colleague who was saying that all of these women wanted to have their questions answered and they didn't know who to ask, like their physical therapist, their doctor, their oncologist. And so there was a real lack in their mm-hmm. care. And so then I developed this class called Rediscovering My Body, which was teaching the basics of body image, self-pleasure, and relationships to women who had had a chronic illness. Um, and so a powerful process. And one of the huge pieces of it was this body image process, but because their bodies had been altered mm-hmm. uh, through surgery, sometimes through medication um, and through the medical procedures. And so they had this sense that their body was foreign to them. And, and I would say, I actually began describing this class to women who had not necessarily had medical procedures, but had lived a life, like they had scars on their mm-hmm. body. They'd, they'd gone through hormonal changes. Uh, pregnancy, menopause, and they're like, I I want some of that too. And so I started to create this for other women as well. And then the the process of body mapping is actually quite simple, but it's an intimate process. So to have somebody trace the outline of your body and all the nooks and crannies, and that just in and of itself is a powerful process to have this externalized image of your being that somebody else created from your actual body. Um, And then after that, the woman whose body was traced fills in the map 
to create her own map of pleasure. And she can create the keys to that map and create a legend in any way that works best for her. And so I do it simple because I'm not much of an artist. Yeah. So I'm like red, red is off limits, green is good, and yellow is a maybe. I'm curious about exploring that. Um, and then I invite the women to go through their body from head to toes and look at what parts are pleasurable to be touched and what parts are off limit and to allow them to really be clear with their no's and good with their yeses. And what I got back, I mean, I got back these amazing decoupage masterpieces where women were cutting out pieces from magazines. That's where my mind went immediately. I was like, oh, I'd have magazines cutting and everything. And it was so fun. I mean, and they created these beautiful pieces of art. And some of them were actually um, visual artists where they were drawing in the images. and, And they loved they love this process and they love what it is that they created. And it gave them an opportunity to reflect their pleasure, mm-hmm. like the elements of pleasure, the, the landscape of pleasure on their body, on this image, and then be, begin to speak about it. And so then they spoke about what they created in the group, the intimate group of women mm-hmm. who, had all done, uh, who had all gone through this process. And it gave them the opportunity to begin to have voice of what was true for them, things that they had not vocalized before, things that they had not said aloud to anybody else, not even their partners, some mm. of the women. And then the invitation was to do this with their partner or to share what it is that they, what they created with their partner. And some of them who had partners did that. Some of them who didn't have partners um, shared it with a good friend or sure. somebody that they were intimate with emotionally. And then um, it created a lot more depth of conversation, a lot more quality of connection. I mean, it really began to profoundly change things. And then um, after having done it once, the invitation was to try it again three, six months, a year later, and to see how things had evolved in terms of their own pleasure landscape. And, And women were able to do that. They were able to come back and say, this is what I noticed now. Maybe some of those areas that were off limits that I would say were uh, maybe yellows or mm-hmm. maybe they began to understand that it wasn't so much that it was that area, but it was the way that it, it wanted to be touched, that they began to explore. Like, I actually like it touched more firmly or I like it touched more lightly. And when they could then begin to articulate that, it just changed all of their sense of how they could articulate their pleasure, identify their pleasure and share it more freely with their lovers. So what I hear you saying is that body mapping can restore arousal, maybe some sexual confidence, find more pleasure, and, you know, open up conversations, okay? Now, scientifically, we know that the neuroplasticity of our our brain grows and changes and makes connections. So how does that connect to this activity, and, and how... I'm really big in helping people understand what goes on in their brain because I feel like if you understand what goes on in your brain, then you quit questioning it and you can actually just enjoy it. Yes. Uh, yes. So, I mean, I think that's a great question and I love learning about the brain. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I'm speaking about this activity, I actually don't know what parts of the brain are actually activated. I knew, I know that there's elements of neuroplasticity, especially from the group, um, I would say the control group really mm-hmm. being the women who'd had cancer because I'd worked with them for a number of years. I still work with them. And what I know is that there were certain areas of their body that were completely off limit. Oh goodness. Because of surgical alterations in their being and also because of medical conditions and medical treatment. And a huge piece was actually the shame. Mm. The shame was a big piece of what was preventing them from experiencing pleasure in those areas of their body. And then through more gentle touch, through more healing and through more confidence and skill building that they were able to increase their own capacity to have more pleasure there. And I think that to me seems like the clearest, um, I would say connection to neuroplasticity that there were there were certainly develops in their developments in their erogenous zones, and that there were more of them and different ones because 
previous ones, particularly for the women that had had breast cancer mm-hmm. or some type of reproductive cancer, but I work with a lot of breast cancer survivors. Those women in particular would say that their breasts used to be an erogenous zone, a really big one for either them or their partner, that their partner was really turned on by their breasts. Mm-hmm. And then they began to cultivate other areas of their body that they could feel more pleasure. Um, and, and that is really attributed to the neuroplasticity of our brain. Absolutely. And as you were, you were talking about this in the scars, in our community, and there's a lot of listeners who've experienced everything, and our listeners are monogamous, non-monogamous, and I love all of that. But one thing that I find, regardless if you're monogamous or non-monogamous, are mommy makeovers. And we see a lot of women altering their bodies but to make them feel better. However, what I find afterwards is they're, they're embarrassed or there's some sort of insecurity surrounding the scars that come with it. And I feel like body mapping would be really powerful to help find the new erogenous zones outside of what we naturally expect and to really open up our understanding of our bodies and acceptance of our bodies regardless because I see so many women who hide them with tattoos and I love that you know let's get creative I have tattoos all over but I also want the women to embrace those scars and embrace that journey because it is a journey our bodies have went through and I don't I think that and I'm going to say this and this is going to sound probably terrible but I don't care it's my podcast um men don't get that journey Men don't get that. They they have scars, but their scars aren't bringing life into the world. Their scars aren't, I, I don't know, maybe as significant as a woman's. And maybe that's just me being a woman and just being completely biased. But to me, I feel like our scars should be seen and our scars should be appreciated and enjoyed. And I know that that's hard for women. So this body mapping idea is just, I can't wait to use it in some of my seminars. I love it. That's great. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I do think that there is this opportunity for reclamation through the process of actually accepting our scars on our body. Mm -hmm. I have tons of stretch marks from my two pregnancies and I don't even think about them now, Um, but initially I was a little bit concerned and thought I would want them to go away and put oil and everything. And they're still there, you know, a couple of decades later. And it is part of my story. It's part of my narrative. It is part of my life. And the more that I'm just able to own that, I'm confident in that. I don't even think about it anymore. And nobody has ever referenced it mm-hmm. besides me. Yeah. <laughs> I can't tell you one time that I've gotten naked in front of somebody and they're like, ooh, mm, I'm going to have to pass because of that stretch mark. So, yeah, thanks. So no one ever, yeah. <laughs> but in our heads, we think that that's going to happen, and we we overanalyze, and, you know, it's it's women. We just do that to ourselves. And I love your work that you've done with cancer survivors. Um, how – I know that we have some listeners on here who've, who've been through that, and I have some very close friends in the lifestyle who have – had breast cancer, all kinds of cancer, actually. What is the best way to experience pleasure again after a cancer diagnosis? I love that. Yeah. I I mean, I think that the powerful piece of that is to know that there's so much vitality in our body and that so much of that vitality can be accessed through the sexual act, through ecstasy, through orgasm, Mm -hmm. and that there is something about that life force energy that is actually quite healing. And so whether we have a cancer diagnosis, or we have a chronic illness, or we're just normal people living everyday life, and we feel like we are healthy Mm -hmm. enough, and we want to feel more vitality, is the opportunity is to embrace that sexual sense of self, to live into that life force energy even more. And so I'd say, especially if you're concerned about your well-being because you have a chronic illness or a life-threatening disease, that you step into that as much as you can. And so much of that, what I've seen is really this release of shame and the embracing of self-love, of self-compassion to allow themselves. I think that the irony I think that I see, particularly with cancer patients, is 
taking my class, Rediscovering mm-hmm. My Body, they have felt like, oh, I don't want to take this class, not because I don't want to learn about sex and sexuality. I want, I want more of that. But I've already depleted all the resources, the emotional support, yes. uh, the spiritual support, the financial support. I've already depleted all these resources. And so to do this just for myself feels so like luxurious, so decadent that they can't really give themselves permission to do that. Maybe if they have a partner, they'll sign up and like, I'm signing up for this because my partner wants me to. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. And you have to do this for yourself because your partner's not here. This is just a class for women. And yeah, it's only for the person diagnosed with cancer. So they really need to step into their own power of claiming this for themselves. And I'd say the biggest piece of, I'd say, obstacle that they're releasing is the shame. Mm -hmm. They can actually claim this pleasure just for pleasure's sake. And when they do that, it connects them to the sense of vitality that is powerful. And and somebody shared with, with me a story of a woman who actually had cancer and believed in this power of sex and sexuality and the vitality. And she lived her life very courageously and beautifully till the end. And with her can- cancer, she actually died from it and it was just within months but in that time between getting her diagnosis and her death her and her partner were able to achieve such levels of ecstasy of intimacy and incredible depths of love making that they've never experienced before and i and i just know that it's never too late like we never know when we're going to have our last breath like mm. we we never know and so really to just be with the opportunity of whatever can be, right? That we can have an ecstatic moment right now. I don't want us to wait until we're on our, our, our final days. I want us to experience it now. And I want everybody to experience the pleasure. We are so orgasm focused when I, and it blew my mind and I know this and it, it still blows my mind every time I get on in like in big groups of people. And I find that it's more, more of the the penis owners will tell me, well, I didn't, I didn't have, she didn't have an orgasm. I'm like, okay, but did she, was she pleasured? Did you pleasure her? Was it, was it enjoyable? And the partners were like, yeah, orgasm is not, that's not the goal. Pleasure is the goal. And we, we forget that. And we get so focused on, did you come? I, you know, oh, did, did you have an orgasm? Instead of, how was that for you? Did you like being touched here? Did you like being touched there? Did it make you feel uncomfortable when I kissed or, you know, ran my lips across your scar? Like, what about that? Was it pleasurable? And then, and then I found out this too. Some of the individuals were embarrassed that it was pleasurable when they were kissed on the scars or the feelings. And they were embarrassed by that because they felt that it was gross. It's beautiful. It's so beautiful. And it just breaks my heart that people think that their body is quote unquote gross because of a scar or or because of something that was taken from them or what they think to be taken from them. So I guess the point I'm trying to make is don't wait until the last minute, the last few months to enjoy it. And so we're going to take a quick commercial break and then we're going to come back with Miss Galliano. I want to talk about how we can get the greatest benefits from your book, Rediscovering Your Body, because I think every person needs to know about that. So we'll be right back. Are you interested in learning more about the topics that we discuss on the show? Head over to ASN Lifestyle Magazine, where you can read all the articles that I publish about relationships, intimacy, and sex. When it comes to the lifestyle and the adult industry magazines, look no further than ASN Lifestyle Magazine. They are the natural go-to for everything lifestyle and adult content. Get your free digital issue today at asnlifestylemagazine.com. And if you have any questions, don't ever hesitate to ask Stephanie. So, and we're back. And this is 
the Evolve Your Intimacy podcast, and I'm Stephanie from Evolve Your Intimacy, and we're talking with Tara Galliano about her book, Rediscovering Your Body. So, ma'am, when you were creating this workbook, how did you imagine it would benefit women? In your mind, when you sat down, what, what was the creative process? Well, yeah, thank you, Stephanie. I love this question. Yeah. So for me, I really wanted to write this book as a guidebook for women. I could easily have established myself as an expert and you need to listen mm-hmm. to me. And that's that's so not the way that I want to be in the world. I, I really want to encourage others to know what's true for them as as a way I raise my kids, like question things Mm -hmm. and feel into what's true for you. And that's the way I teach. I feel like it's so important for us to know our truth. And so this guidebook for me was an opportunity to allow others to cultivate their own sense of curiosity, of playfulness, of imagination, and create this compendium of their own experiences to really begin to catalog them for themselves. They can have a better understanding of what is true and to know that even though this is true in this moment, it may change, it Mm -hmm. may evolve, but the opportunity is just to begin to identify what is true in this moment, in this present time in your being. And I think for a lot of women that it's easy to bypass that. And I love what you were saying a moment ago uh, because For me, what resonated was it's like this incredible fear and vulnerability to be seen. It's like if somebody is touching the scar on my body, then they're really seeing me. And not only are they seeing me, but they may even they may even be um, sharing pleasure with me in that very vulnerable spot. And that is a. I would say that's an edge for a lot of people to be that intimate. And I think that there's something beautiful, something compelling. I think that's why it's so great to be human and to know that this is true for ourselves without the addition of another is where I think pleasure needs to begin or where pleasure can really begin. That when we know what is true for ourselves, then we have an opportunity to begin to share that with another Uh, And so that's why I wrote this book. I thought it would just be a really powerful process for women to begin to understand their own bodies. So the process is rediscovering my body because I want women to know their bodies. And it's a workbook format, correct? Mm-hmm. And so your goal was to as take your class that you've te- you've teach to women and put it in a book. Is that? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, and I wanted it to be very beautiful. I wanted it to be very user-friendly. So I hired this amazing illustrator who created this visually appealing book. I wanted it to be where a woman could just pick it up and, and refer to it, to dive into herself just for a few minutes, you know, just in those moments that are kind of like scraps of paper that we can write on and put somewhere um, mm-hmm. that you just use, use the book or, you know, I don't know, collaborate or yeah. convene with the book just for a few moments and not have to go through the whole thing all at once, um, but that it could be in these snatches of time because I want women to know that even if they're just tapping in for just a moment, that that is great. Mm-hmm. Mm, I love that. Just to be in it for a moment. And I love how you just said that we could check in with the book And it doesn't have to be, you don't have to do it all at one time. It's not one of those where you have to, okay, so today we're going to do activity one and tomorrow we're going to, you know, and it's, it's not laid out like that. We can flip through it and say, okay, so this is where I'm kind of at today. Let me kind of work on this with myself. Yep. Yeah. I wanted a nonlinear book. Mm -hmm. I was really (laughs) looking for something um, that would be a little bit more feminine, a little bit more creative, a little bit more receptive to the reader. Um, and so I wanted some engagement because that's how I teach. That's how I like to be in the world. And I want people to have that opportunity to have that in a book format. So I was really happy with the creation of this book. And again, so much of it was tested and researched in this class that I taught at Boulder Community Health, Rediscovering My Body with these women, these amazing Amazon 
courageous beings who were really facing their own mortality. So they were uh, wonderful test subjects, if you will, yeah, yeah. And, and, and vulnerable. Yeah, so powerful process. The power of vulnerability. You said just a few minutes ago um, that when a person uh, is touching another person's scar and experiencing that vulnerability, my mind immediately went to wanting, honestly, my partner to explore my body and find my scars. And I was like, that's never happened. I've never let that happen. I've always hidden them. Hold on. Guys, it's enough. Ah, Come here. My dogs. Now they're going to start. They've been asleep all the time. Now they're going to start fighting. Um, And so I really want people to, you know, I, or let me rephrase it. I went to, I want my body, my, my partner, whoever that might be to, um, explore my scars because even the thought of them just touching them was, it kind of was erotic in that thought process of, wow, that's a, that's pure vulnerability. I love it. It's true. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So what are some other things that maybe we haven't talked about yet that you want women in particularly to, to, to really discover about themselves? What do you want them to, to know and to take away from you in this, in this time that we've shared together about just what they need to, how they need to be in their bodies? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't want to dictate how anybody needs to be in their no, body. Well, I shouldn't sure. say needs. Yeah. I, I, yeah, you're right. I shouldn't say needs. I meant, you know, explore their bodies. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I really think that it's this amazing invitation that we as women get to be in this powerful, magical, mysterious body that we can create life. And I think that that creative force is one that's often taken away. We live in this patriarchal society. Women's bodies are colonized. And it's we don't know the power of our body. That sexuality on so many levels has been deemed, uh, goodness, evil, Mm -hmm. if you will, just essentially. And that that is, goodness, a factor that comes through on so many levels into our being and I would say that it's just not true. That That is kind of the biggest myth that is that we as women are creative forces and that we're actually quite powerful, uh, whether we're creating human life or we're creating books or we're creating podcasts. We have that potential. And I don't deny that men have this as well, but I'd say that it's different. Mm-hmm. And I I can only speak from my own experience of being in a, woman's body sure that there is so much power that we have a clitoris and the only purpose is pleasure and that that is powerful and that we as women have the opportunity to dive deeper into that and to not be afraid and to not be shamed and don't let other people shame you Mm -hmm. it's like nobody can really tell us what to do except for ourselves so i'd say i'd invite women to put that crown on their head their heads and know that in each moment, they're the most important person in the room for themselves at every moment. <laughs> I love that. I thank you for saying that. So tell our listeners, I mean, you have discoveringyourbody.com. Yeah, rediscovering my body. Uh, rediscovering, I don't know where website. it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. rediscoveringyourbody.com. I don't know where that discovering came from because I feel like that's what I'm doing right now is I'm discovering it for the first time after all of these years. It's amazing. I, I you know, in my forties, I'm finally taking time to discover me. And yes. I, I, I don't know. I feel weird because I feel selfish, but then I'm like, no, it's not selfish and it's okay for me to do this. And I think that there's so many times that, you know, cause I'm, I'm buying your workbooks, your books, and I'm giving them to my office staff cause they're, we're all women and we're going to kind of work through them together and discuss it and just kind of do a little, a little workshop with each other because I want them to have this. I want them to have the pleasure and I want them to learn more about themselves because I don't want them to wait till they're my age. And then all of a sudden they're just like, Oh, well, we're, that's that you're supposed to feel this. This is okay. And then, um, oh, cool. yeah. And I would like for my 16 year old to really start thinking about her own pleasure and her own body and finding that positivity in her body because we have so many negative in- images 
that our children see every day. And she thinks that she's supposed to be the supermodel or she thinks she's supposed to have a three inch waist. And I'm like, that's not even feasible. Like, come on. And, you know, and she looks at her body and she's like, but it doesn't look like this. And I'm like, well, exactly, because it's yours. And just I think that we take that narrative into our life forever. And I don't want her to get to her 40s and be like, oh, okay, so finally I'm okay. I'm all right. I'll accept it. I'm cool. Stop, 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 stop. You're about to get kicked out. Dogs. Um, so where can our listeners find you? Yeah, you can find me on my website, rediscoveringmybody.com. Um, I'm also on Instagram. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook. It's some version of Rediscovering My Body or it's at Tara Galliano. So you can find me at, on all of those places. And you do retreats and events. So kind of tell us a little bit about those. Yes. Uh-huh, yes. I host retreats. I, I host personalized retreats for couples and for individuals that work with me. I love that. It gives them an opportunity to dive deeper into what their curiosities are, or what their desires are to learn more about sex therapy. I also offer larger retreats. I'm teaching at the Boulder Community Health again, my class, Rediscovering My Body. And I also offer coaching. Your, your niche you know, is the, the, the women with cancer. Mine yeah. is, um, the alternative lifestyles and, you know, swinging and open relationships. And so being able to bring this mindfulness technique and, and help them rediscover their bodies, even though they pretty much are secure in their bodies because, you know, they, some of them would get naked all the time. We go to these resorts, but they're not really secure. They're living in, they put on these masks and they, yes. they don't feel good about it, their body. And so I really want to bring this to them where they can rediscover and, and feel beautiful and truly take that mask off and be who, be who they really are when they're That's naked. Powerful. Yeah, definitely. So thank you for everything, for talking with me and, and for, like I said, your research and your work. And I look forward to really, I, I want to be your friend. <laughs> I love it. Let's hang out, Sydney. Are you coming to San Francisco for the ASAC um, conference? Um, I am not this year. Um, I am try. I'm going to try to go to the next year one. This year, I just couldn't. I couldn't make it fly. Um, but yeah, you're busy. Yeah, yeah there's always. I'm just trying to rediscover life on my own, and you know how to I'll run that, yeah. two businesses and raise a daughter, and you know keep up with her stuff and. It's it's a full time. It's like five or six full time jobs, and I love every minute of it. And I see uh, that, yeah. I'm just gonna keep going, and nothing's gonna stop me. I think I'm more powerful. I feel more powerful now, and more um, secure in my own self and my abilities than I've ever felt. And I attribute that to powerful women and beautiful women like you who who pour into other women because we spend we have so much that tears us down, and then you find these diamonds. And they really pour into women and they really help us rediscover ourselves. And that's what I feel like you do. And I appreciate that. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, thank you for taking some time out of your day to spend with me and my listeners and letting us know about your beautiful work that you're doing. And I, your work is just priceless. That's all I can say. There's so many people who are going to benefit and hopefully a lot of my listeners from rediscovering their body as well. But being mindful. I think that's my takeaway from this is to be more mindful and it's okay. It's okay. My scars are beautiful and to be more mindful. Oh, thanks, Stephanie. That means a lot to me. Yeah. That's a great way for me to start my day. Thank oh, you. <laughs> awesome. Well, you have a beautiful day and uh, I will be talking to you soon. I look forward to it. Be well. Be well. Thank you. Thank you for taking time out of your busy day to listen to my show. I am Dr. Stephanie with Evolve Your Intimacy. And remember, you are not in this alone, and we are definitely here to help. You can learn more about all the amazing things that we do at EvolveYourIntimacy.com. And if you subscribe to our newsletter, you'll receive free resources monthly to help you evolve your intimacy. Thank you again, and have a great night.